a few weeks ago. He's helping me out, maybe more longer than that, but he's helped me out. And I'm taking him out to lunch and, uh, and uh, got talking with him. And through the course of the conversation, he tells me that he's, he is Buddhist now. And he, and he grew up in a, in a, let me put quotes, Christian home. It wasn't really a Christian home. I believe if he had actually grown up in a real Christian home, he probably wouldn't be Buddhist. But uh, he grew up in a cult and that they called themselves Christian. Of course, if that was his only introduction to Christianity, I have no wonder why he is looking all over the place and wanted nothing to do with it. And uh, so we're there at lunch, and this is the funny part of it, and he's telling me about his Buddhism and, and uh, how they, are, um, they don't like to harm anything, and they don't harm anybody, and, and they don't kill animals, okay? They don't kill animals. And he, as he tells me this, I'm looking at his plate of food that has barbecue brisket. And I went, but you're eating cow. He's like, well, yeah, uh, but I didn't kill it. It wasn't, you know, somebody else killed it. So that's, 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 that's okay. Can I tell you this hypocrisy doesn't reside in just in false religion? It resides also, it's alive and well among God's people too. It really is. And so uh, tonight, Jesus is going to reveal the source of hypocrisy. And I always marvel and enjoy how Jesus responds to these Pharisees. Uh, In a term you've probably heard, he does not suffer a fool. (laughs) He's pretty... Right at him. And I love it. I love It's interesting to watch this. And so we see here, Brother Jim read the text here in chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus then came to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem. So here he is up in Galilee. He's north of Jerusalem, northeast of Jerusalem, um, up in that up in that area of Galilee. And um, so these scribes and these Pharisees come up from Jerusalem. Uh, they come up, okay, north. All right. From Jerusalem, they would have gone down, right? You know, kind of a, um, elevational. They would have gone down, right? Geographically, or uh, by direction, they would have gone up or north to, to Galilee. And they came and they wanted to see, I guess, what was going on. Obviously, his ministry is popular now. I mean, I mean, word's getting around. 5,000 fed, demons being cast out of people blind seeing, deaf hearing, lame walking. I mean, that's got to get around after a while. And we, we do know this from, from Scripture. Really, it's competition. It's competition um, against those leaders of the day who wielded all of the religious power in Jerusalem. And the throngs of people are going to Jesus. Uh, obviously, he's not dealing with certain things uh, that these Pharisees and, and, um, and scribes are dealing with. He's not bringing up such as things like this. But uh, they're getting wind of this, and so they're coming up, and they're looking at his ministry. And there's an accusation and a question. It's really an accusation. They kind of pose it in a question. And here in verse 2, and he says this, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Well, what's the transgression? Uh, They don't wash their hands before supper. They don't wash their hands before they eat. 
Now ask my wife. She has to ask me every time we sit down, have you washed your hands? And I said, of course I haven't washed my hands. Why would I wash my hands? Jesus ate with unwashing hands. I'm just trying to be like Christ. And so I get up and wash my hands. Is that, uh, well, uh, anyway, um, I'm convinced that's why I don't get as sick as frequent. I just eat. I know I'm sniffling now, but that's different. And so anyway, here's the accusation of the question. They eat with unwashed hands. And notice what they said here. Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Hold on, bingo. That's it right there. The tradition of the elders. Right. And, And so... Um, the word transgress, I wrote it down over here. It means to depart, to leave, to go past as to turn aside. This is a willful thing. This is something that they've done on purpose out of that. They have designed to do. They, 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 um, uh, they're saying to Jesus, you know, the tradition of the elders. Think about this. Now, Jesus has disciples. We've dealt with this earlier in Matthew, which means what he, he is a considered a rabbi. And uh, I don't know how all of that happened with him. Obviously, remember, uh, they came to, I believe it was Nicodemus even. Uh, was it Nicodemus who called him rabbi, I think even, uh, who himself was a Pharisee? I mean, so this was no light thing to just go around tossing out the, the term rabbi all over the place, okay? So they understood Jesus, obviously, uh, I mean, re- remember in the temple as well at 12 years old, they're like scratching their head at the 12-year-old who is like uh, telling them, the word of God. Um, so uh, obviously they recognize this. Okay. He has disciples and they know this, you know, the trans, the, 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 the tradition of the elders, you know, what's said about washing and hand washing and washing the dishes, which the, the Jews still do to this day and how they have sides of the sink for the meat and then for the milks and what gets washed and what doesn't get put together. They st- they're still doing it today. And they're saying, you know, this, you know this. That's why the word transgressions here. Because he's on purpose walked past it, walked away from it, departed from it. He left it. He's there, that's what they're telling him. You have left the, trans, the, the uh, tradition of the elders and you don't make your disciples wash their hands. That's the accusation. Okay. They're saying it wasn't a mistake. This is intentional. You can find this, if you look it up, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yosef, he's a second century, I believe, Galilee. This is what he said of hand washing. To eat with unwashing hands is as great a sin as adultery. Now think that one through. <laughs> really? Now some may say adultery is only that bad. <laughs> right. Now, they're admitting it's the tradition of the elders. They, they admit it's not from the law of Moses. And this is just absolutely crazy to me that a rabbi would actually say that this sin, okay, this quote sin of unwashing hand is on the same level as breaking the commandment of God against adultery. Right. Now, listen, I, I don't know if these Pharisees were just a bunch of fakes or if they were really confused and angered by Jesus' teaching and or his lack thereof. I mean, this is all they knew, right? 
This is what they've been brought up with. This is what they're, de- they are determined that this is, this is right. And here comes Jesus along. And I think there's, a, there's, there's utter confusion. Notice what's missing from all, any of their, their, uh, now in this section here, what's not mentioned here, which is there's no mention of the miracles. I mean, the guys, Jesus, I shouldn't say the guy, Jesus has fed over 5,000 at one time, 4,000. I mean, that's just men alone, not, not including women and children. I mean, he has fed thousands, all of the miracles we know about. They don't even talk about them. I'm sure there's some confusion when they look at the miracles because, I mean, the question has to come along is, okay, can somebody do miracles uh, who isn't blessed of God? I mean, they've got to run this through their mind. I believe it's mentioned at another another place in the New Testament. I forgot where it is, where that, that subject even comes up. How can one do miracles and not be of God, right? I'm sure this is, they're trying to process all of this. I'm sure they're a little confused about what is going on and, um, so it is it, possible for somebody who's disobedient to the, to, the tra- to, the, to the tradition of the elders, is it possible for them to do all of these, these miracles, right? If it is, then who cares about the law? Obviously, God doesn't. If that's what it means, then God doesn't care about the law, okay? If not, then how can Jesus break the law and still do miracles? I mean, I, I'm just, I'm putting myself in there. I mean... This is all they've ever known, and they're trying to process this. I'm sure they have, right? Remember, Jesus even brought up with John the Baptist, and they said, Who, who's giving you the authority to baptize? He said, okay, the baptism of John. Was it from heaven or from man? <laughs> what do they say? Well, if we say it's a man, then the people count him a prophet. You know, If we say it's from heaven, then we've rejected something from God. We don't know. We can't tell you, Jesus. Well, neither can I tell you where I have my authority from. I love it. I don't know why that, that just makes me happy. Here's the only thing that they mention is hand washing. Of all the things that, you know, to go after is the hand washing. They have transgressed the tradition of the elders. So Jesus is going to have a question for them, just like he did with John. He's so good. I love this. Look at verse three. He says this, but he answered and said unto them, Now, you're going to catch this. I know you are. He answered them, why do ye also transgress? Hold on, stop. Jesus is admitting, I transgress. (laughs) The tradition of men. Why do ye also transgress? But look what he says. The commandment of God by by your traditions. What is he telling them? I transgressed. I willingly walked away from the traditions of men, but you willingly walked away from the commandment of God. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. How do you argue with that? And we do still argue with God, don't we? Isn't that dumb? Really is dumb. Yeah. How do they, how did they transgress the commandment of God by their own traditions? You made up your own things. And by making up your own things, what you are doing is actually dismissing the commandments of God, replacing the commandments of God with your own spiritual, pious-looking traditions that you have replaced and you feel really good about yourself. You say, well, well, how did we do that? You know, I, I wonder if they asked. I don't know. But Jesus went on to say, For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, 
and he that cursed the father and mother, let him die the death. There's, there's a, there was a, a great warning against not honoring father and mother, right? That your days may be long upon the earth. If you remember, um, you may have heard him years ago. He'd be on the radio. He's long, long gone. But um, uh, Oliver B. Green, I heard him on a, on a recording one time. Uh, and he was preaching about honor thy father and thy mother. And he said in this recording, I will not live to be an old man. I did not honor my father and my mother. He lived to be 62 years old, if I remember right. Wow. Yeah. Jesus said, hey, here's a, here's a commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother. And now look what he says here. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father and mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. You've transgressed the law of God. You say, okay, well, so what does this mean? What were they doing? By not, what, was the, what was the acts that they were doing that they did not honor their father and mother? Okay, let me try to explain this. As far as I can tell, okay, I'm not a Jew. I can only read about stuff, okay? As far as I can tell, they concocted a plan. Instead of taking care of father and mother when they got into their old age and they had funds to be able to kind of, because they didn't have welfare and nursing homes and all of that stuff. And a part of honoring father and mother is not, okay, you, you get out of the house and you don't necessarily obey mom and dad the rest of your life, right? Uh, but you still honor them the rest of your life. And a part of honoring them is, is trying to take care of them, you know, in their old age. And so what they would do is they would dedicate, quote, dedicate all of their money, all of their, all of their material things to God. Okay. They would dedicate them to God, thus leaving them, uh, unable or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not required to, to have that money available to take care of their parents. They said, oh, this is dedicated to God. It's, it's not touchable. You know, we've, we, and, and, and there's the, the piety that comes with that. We have dedicated this to God. And Jesus said, really, what you wanted to do is you didn't want to take care of your mother and your father. So you dedicated it to God and got around it that way. Did you know this from what I read? From what I read, they could still use that money for their own needs. <laughs> All they did is put a title on it. They didn't do it. I mean, not like it went to some some trust fund that they couldn't get into or went to this or they brought, uh, you know, gold and silver up to the temple and left it there and walked away with nothing. No, they just put a title over it. They, they gave it a name. It's kind of like the government does, you know. This is Social Security lockbox. Well, whatever that means. And uh, which means you don't have anything in it. They've robbed it. OK. And so just a title. And, and so Jesus said, you've done you, you have gone against the commandment of God with your own tradition. And in all actuality, you are transgressing just here. Here's just this alone of honoring your father and your mother. Look what he says after verse six, verse seven. Hypocrite. So he told he, he I mean, I, I would have, oh, I hope this is on video. I would love to see this someday. After he brings out, you know, exposes their rotten plan to get around the commandment of God that they call the tradition of one of the, I'm sure it's another tradition of the elders probably. That they, and he, he exposes their plan, essentially tells them, you have transgressed the law of God. And he goes, hypocrite. Wow. 
pretty, they were exposed. Listen, Jesus had more compassion. Watch this. Jesus had more compassion for those caught in sexual sin than he did for those with religious sin. Where the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. You see this over and over again. He had compassion for some of these people get trapped in some stuff. This right here, he had no compassion for. This was just wicked. They knew what they were doing. It was on purpose. And they walked around like they were holy, like they were pious, like they were really good people. He said, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, and you can go back and see this, I'm not going to go there, but Isaiah 29, 13, you can find this. And this is what he said, these people draw nigh unto me with their mouth, honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, a little, little subnote here. Isaiah was obviously was writing to Israel in the contemporary of his day. But Jesus is taking Isaiah and making application to his day. We still do that. There was application to be made. Because look what he said. This is, you are who Isaiah was writing about. Ouch. You draw, you know, listen, you draw an enemy with your words and, you, oh, uh, you know, I love God. I love this. We are into this, blah, 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 fill in the blank. But actually in your actions, in your actions, you're proving that your heart's far from me because you're disobedient. And so Jesus exposes, he exposes their sin. He exposes them. Empty worship. Look at verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. they, They present the commandments of man as if they are the commandments of God. That's a dangerous thing. I know sometimes there can be a super fine line between making principal applications to the Bible and just making traditions of men that have no bearing in the Word of God at all. I don't know, like no meat on Fridays? <laughs> right? Yeah. Lent. All of these Catholic doctrines of men that have come down the pike over the, over the last, uh, you know, couple thousand years or whatever it's been. No. 1,700 years, something like that. Yeah. Traditions of men. And we can do it as well if we're not careful. Jesus said this in verse 9 again, in vain, emptiness, emptiness, in vain, they do worship me. What is, what is God, what is God's prerequisite for worship? So they that worship me must what? Worship me in spirit, not in the flesh, in spirit and in truth. That's worship. It's in spirit and in truth. Jesus said, your worship is vanity. It's empty. It's meaningless. It's words with nothing behind them and uh, not rooted in truth. So he sums it all up here. You know, I was going to give you some examples tonight of, <laughs> of how we see this play out. Uh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about Cain and Abel. 
Where God said, obviously God taught Adam. Yeah, I mean, he he did the God did the first sacrifice when he killed the animals and he dressed them. There's a sacrifice there. Blood was shed. They were covered with that with the skins of the animals and and uh, their their sin was covered. Their, now their sin of nakedness is now covered. God covered that. And uh, we see this, and obviously that got brought along and taught along to Cain and Abel, and was got brought on. And uh, so Cain and Abel come and sacrifice one day. You know the story. Uh, uh, Cain uh, was a tiller of the ground. Abel uh, kept sheep and kept animals. And Abel brought blood. Cain brought vegetables. What's the problem with vegetables? He worked just as hard as Abel did. He labored. He brought it to God. What's Well, one big problem is you can't get blood out of a turnip, right? <laughs> There's no blood there. And, and, and I think what's fascinating is God said, well, tell you what, try again. I mean, I mean, there's the 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 long the mercy of God and the long suffering. Just just go try, you know, bring what I am asking for. Well, I don't want to. Well, then that's not worship and sacrifice if it's not what I want. Do you, do you realize how many churches today come and bring God worship and sacrifice of what they want? How many churches are full of canes? Well, this is my music, and this is the way we want to worship, and this is the way we want to do it. I'm like, have you ever thought to ask God what he wanted, to look in the Word of God and say if that's anything what he wanted? If, if worship is spirit and in truth, it means it is spirit, means it's not flesh. I mean, there's a lot of flesh in what they call worship today. Yeah. The world, the flesh, and the devil. We were just talking about that, weren't we? The world, the flesh, and the world, and the flesh. Full of, full of it in the churches today. And so what did Abel do? He brought, he brought what God wanted, and God accepted it. Why? It was obedience. Cain was rejected. Why? Because it was disobedience. It doesn't matter how hard Cain tried. It doesn't matter how much labor was in it. It wasn't what God asked for. Yeah. And what did, it, what did we see throughout the events and through the discourse of God and Cain? His heart wasn't right with God. Yeah. Maybe you've done this. Maybe you haven't done this. Some of you might think this is weird, but uh, it doesn't make sense maybe. But I might have left the house one day and say, uh, son, get the trash burnt before we get home. <laughs> burn trash? Well, yeah, we burn trash around here. I was burning trash one day in, in town at a shop I was at. And the, some guy that was there, too, he's like, are you allowed to burn trash? He was from Oregon. You can, you can, are you burning trash? I'm like, well, yeah, you can burn trash. We, everybody burns trash. And he didn't know why. He thought that was the most horrible thing, you know. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> And you might say, hey, burn the trash before I get home. I need, we need that taken care of. Anybody have a burn pit? Alan, you got a burn pit? No? No? What is... Barrels. Okay, you got barrels. He's highfalutin. Man, he's... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so you say, burn the trash before I get home. You get home and he's cleaned his sister's room. Now, number one, that ain't happening. But, but I mean, you could go... He could think... Well, that's pretty good of me. Me and my sister are like button heads all the time, and <laughs> that I, I, Dad, I wouldn't clean his room or her room. Wasn't that nice of me? Not really. First of all, there's something wrong with you, and secondly, you didn't do what I told you to do. What could that be evident? Well, it could be evident of a heart problem. Yeah. You know those people that go out there; they're they're Christians, at least they say they are. And they go out and they join the VFW. Or as young kids, it may be a part of the Boy Scouts. You might be a part of the Odd Fellows. Anybody a part of those? I, 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 maybe that's gone now. I don't know. 
but you have these clubs that people are a part of, right? And they go join them, and they always make time for meetings, right? They always, they always uh, ha- are ready to volunteer when it's time to go feed the homeless. Boy, they're there for that. They, they are there when it comes time to give money to keep the lights on and the building going and all of their programs going, and they're, they're good for that. But there's just some reason there's always an excuse for missing church. There's always an excuse for not giving. There's always an excuse, right, for not reaching the lost. No, they, they, they can make themselves seem like they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they are expending energy in something that is, that is noble and a great cause, but it's fine in and of itself, but it wasn't what God asked you for. Right? And this is what the Pharisees were doing. Everything but what God wanted. And they actually thought they were doing pretty good. And Jesus said, no, you're a hypocrite. Because you are actually transgressing the law of God. You're, you're going against, you're walking away from what God said he wanted and going to something that you made up and that you're going to call righteous. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Why? Jesus said it here in verse 8. The heart is far from me. Our obedience is always a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, maybe we say, well, Lord, would you change my heart? <laughs> right? Well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to say this. I don't want to give that. I don't want to. I mean, come on. We all get there? Absolutely. But the difference is when you realize it and you go, God, search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. You know, cleanse me, wash me, as David said, you know. It's a heart issue. See, when you're more concerned with faithfulness to man's law over the will of your heavenly Father, you have a heart problem. It's It's that simple. It's that simple. And then when you come to worship, you know what it is? It's just empty. You sing the songs, but I... They're just words to God. You ever known somebody, you ever known somebody who just just really didn't have a heart for God and they would sing like a hymn and it just kind of grated on you? You're just kind of like, eh. Because it was empty worship. I mean, their heart was a thousand miles from God. They could have cared less. And they get up and, oh, and you're like, eh. <laughs> Just does something to your spirit. You know what I mean? Just kind of, oh. Jesus did transgress the tradition of the elders because his heart was to do the will of his father. The tradition of the elders wasn't the will of his father. It was the will of men. What was the will of his father? What did he come? What the Son of Man has come to what? To seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus said unto them, again over in John 17, uh, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. John 14, 45, Jesus said this, If you love me, keep my commandments. It's all a heart issue. And Jesus nailed them here. He really did. But their heart is far from me. You know what you'll know when your heart's right with God? When it wants God's will over man's will. 
Oh, I know, sometimes it can be a battle. Absolutely. People pull you this way and that way. and You don't like to. I think it was Oswald Chambers. He said, if it were not for people around us, obeying God is the easiest thing there is. It's how it affects other people that makes it difficult. And think about that in your life. Piece of cake. God says this, you say, yeah. God says that, your heart says, yeah. Until people around you start pulling you. Yeah. Then it becomes a little more complicated. Yeah. You don't know the title of the message is tonight. <clears throat> don't act all spiritual. Jesus knows your heart. <laughs> yeah, he really does. So let me ask you tonight, how's your heart? How badly do you want to be in the will of God? Not the tradition of men. Right. I, I, I mean, I know we don't have, as, as Baptists, we don't have a lot of this Catholic stuff that floats around among us as tradition of men. But they're still out there among us. They're still out there. Let's make sure our hearts for the will of God. Absolutely. And uh, let's make sure our hearts are right with them. Because the last thing I want to be known as, and it's always possible, I don't want everyone to be known as a hypocrite. No, it's always possible. And I know I've been there. Probably so have you at times. We've all been there. (laughs) But I don't like that. I don't like the thought of that. I know God doesn't like it. Yeah. May God help our heart. Maybe we have a heart for him. It's hard to do his will and not the tradition of men. Father, thank you tonight. How simple this short passage is. How easy it is for us to get caught up in so many other things that we can pride ourselves in as being somewhat pious and spiritual and, and upright and, and uh, good things. And there are many things out there that are good, but uh, in the world's eyes especially, and they may even do good, but they're not even maybe necessarily your will. And you revealed it. You revealed the issue here with them. It's their heart. The hypocrisy was there because of a heart far away from you. They looked good on the outside. The words looked right. They said the right things. Uh, the actions were right. Their hair was combed right. Everything was in place except their heart. And Lord, it is so easy for us to get there. And uh, God, would you help us? Would you just, by your Holy Spirit tonight, if something in our heart needs to be revealed, would you show us? And maybe even above all, Lord, that we would leave her tonight with this upon our mind meditating on this, is thy heart right with God? Lord, we want to make sure everything we do, that we do it because it's what you want and we have that desire for you to have what you want. Would you help us in that? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand tonight. A quick verse of invitation tonight. However the Lord has spoken to you, spend some time with him tonight. Is your heart right with God tonight? Maybe you got caught up in a lot of other things. And all really God wants is just wants you to have a heart for His will. And you know what you find out? Sometimes the will of God is just a lot simpler to accomplish than trying to do everything but what He wants. I'm telling you, we, we can really run ourselves ragged.
doing a lot of other stuff instead of just doing what he wants us to do. You ever watch that? Some how much how much effort and work people go into steal if they just went and got a job? They'd have been a lot easier life. <laughs> yeah. How's your heart tonight? Might be a good time to ask you. God has said over in Proverbs to guard thy heart, protect your heart, guard it with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Sometimes we just need to let it get alone with the Lord and ask Him to protect our heart. Help us to be aware of it, what's going on around us. Alan, would you close us in a word of prayer tonight? Brother Alan.